Today, I want to provide some suggestions about how to go about writing a persuasive essay. Hello and welcome to In the Classroom, an educational podcast making teaching and learning more transparent. My name is Benjamin Stewart at BenjaminLStewart.org and today is July 15th, 2021. Before we get into today's topic, if you have any comments, suggestions, ideas that you wish to share, feel free to reach out to me at my Twitter handle at B-N-L-E-E-Z. If you want to be a part of the Discord community, you can access the link on my website at BenjaminLStewart.org. Today I want to talk about how to go and prepare for a persuasive essay. I'm specifically thinking of a course for a propedeutic writing course, uh, writing two, in fact, and uh, today's example will be looking at specifically an extraordinary exam for this particular course. The target audience really could be anyone who has taken uh, writing two or is currently taking writing two or is preparing for an extraordinary exam for the course, but it could also apply to anyone who is needing to draft a persuasive essay. A lot of the Topics that I talk about here today will apply to those cases as well. So, in this particular case, uh, the extraordinary exam requires basically two essays. One essay that needs to be developed before the actual exam takes place, and then during the exam, the student will have four hours basically to write a five-paragraph essay. Now, in the first essay that needs to be prepared before the exam, it is an academic essay, and it should include citations, and it, so it should include evidence from outside sources to support the claims that come that are developed in the body paragraphs. The second essay in this particular case does not require uh, the learner to include points from an outside source that they can be anecdotal. They can um, no citations are required in the second essay. Today, what I'm going to talk about will be specifically to will specifically relate to the essay. Uh, the academic essay that requires citations, information, or evidence from outside sources. So in the guidelines, they require an outline, and I think uh, in general, it's always a good idea to create an outline. Now, this is not simply an exercise that needs to be completed before the actual writing of the essay. I would suggest that an outline be drafted before the essay and that same outline be referred to throughout the writing process as the as you are writing the essay, even referring back to the outline once you've completed uh, the draft. So let's talk first about uh, the outline. Now this is assuming again that you have paid close attention to the guidelines for the extraordinary exam or the guidelines of the assignment, making sure that you're meeting the requirements for this particular exercise. In this case, we are also looking at APA in terms of how we are going to cite our evidence and also how we're going to list our references at the end of the um, at the end of the essay. Today's discussion, we will not get into the details of APA, but it's worth mentioning that um, at least in, in our context, you will need to uh, respect APA conventions. So creating the outline. What I would suggest, again, this is if, uh, unless there are specific guidelines on how you should create the outline, these are some suggestions that I would include. The first thing I would list, and I would use a Microsoft Word and, and use bullet points. The first bullet point 
I would call an introduction. And after the word introduction, I would then state the thesis statement. Remember, the thesis statement is the main idea of your entire essay. I think it's a good idea when you're drafting the outline to go ahead and write out your thesis statement. Now, the thesis statement is going to be your central claim or position for your entire essay. Remember that a persuasive essay sets out to change the audience's mind or for them to take action. That's your job in writing a persuasive essay. So think very carefully about the target audience, making sure that you're thinking about an audience that... Uh, that they basically they need to be uh, they need to change they need to think differently you're trying to persuade them we don't want to preach to the choir as they say we don't want to uh, write an essay for someone who already agrees with your point of view your job is to actually seek out those who feel or think differently than you do and your job is to write an essay to try to persuade them so I think it's always a good idea to think of the target audience when you're drafting your thesis statement. Try to include three points, the topic itself, your claim or position, that's usually in the form of a, a verb phrase of some kind, and then conclude your thesis statement, which is one sentence, conclude your thesis statement with a list of your key points. Now in this particular case, a very common type of point would be listing out reasons. Why are you trying to persuade them to think differently? You're going to state a claim in your thesis statement, and then you might list out reasons, right? Think of why they should take action or why they should think differently. Okay. It doesn't always have to be stated as reasons. Okay. Uh, reasons usually state why, but you could also list out three points that discuss how something happens, when something happens, where something happens. But again, typically for writing a persuasive essay, reasons uh, make a lot of sense using the connector because. Okay, so again, a thesis statement, try to start with your subject or your topic, followed by the point that you're trying to make. That's going to be articulated in the verb phrase and then listing out three reasons. Now, three is important in this particular case because we're, since we're going to have three body paragraphs in our five-paragraph essay, it makes sense a lot of times to include one body paragraph that develops each of the three reasons. Okay, so that's where the, the number three is coming from. Each of the body paragraphs will include, will include each of those points. Okay, so after the first point, introduction, along with your thesis statement, the second point, I would write out your first topic sentence. Your first topic sentence should begin with a topic or a subject, and then it should also state a claim. It should have your point of view for that particular body paragraph. So think of claims in this case. We have now stated two examples of claims. The central claim or the main claim comes in the form of, the th of a thesis statement. And then our first topic sentence that develops point number one that comes from the thesis statement, that's going to be our second claim that now is going to be more specific. All right, so our topic sentences for our each of our three points 
this will uh, these will be considered premises and they will support the thesis statement. So in our outline, the second, third, and fourth bullet point will be our topic, our three topic sentences, our topic sentence for point number one, we'll have a topic sentence for point number two, and we'll have a topic sentence for point number three. Each topic sentence, again, beginning with a topic, along with a claim. Now, these sentences, the topic sentences and the thesis statement, these are, again, these are claims, and my suggestion would be to be very selective with the verbs that you include to state each of these four claims. I would suggest, overall, trying to avoid copula verbs, or specifically the verb to be. Try to think of more dynamic verbs to include in these claims in your thesis statement and your three topic sentences. Okay, be very conscious of the verb or the verb phrase that you're using. And uh, again, try to go for more dynamic types of verbs instead of copula verbs. The last bullet point of your outline, I would just list out, the, I would just include uh, the word conclusion. All right, so we basically have five bullet points for our outline. The first being the introduction along with the thesis statement. Points, the second, third, and fourth bullet point should have topic sentence for point number one, topic sentence for point number two, and topic sentence for point number three. And then our final bullet point, the word conclusion. That's what I would include in the outline. Now, when you go to start writing your essay, all right, at this point, if you've completed your outline, as I have uh, suggested, then you already have four key sentences that you can, that serve as kind of a skeleton for your essay. The thesis statement you know is going to go at the end of the introduction paragraph, and you're going to have the very first sentence of each of your body paragraphs. So I would go ahead and copy and paste those over to your, your, uh, your draft, your draft of your uh, persuasive essay. Now, in your introduction paragraph, the first paragraph of your essay, and I'm going to go through point by point what I would include in each paragraph, this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to follow this same order when you're drafting your essay. In fact, I usually suggest to students to hold off on the introduction paragraph with the exception of the thesis statement until the very end. Once you've completed the body paragraphs, go back to the introduction paragraph and complete uh, completed at that time. So let's talk about what to include in the introduction paragraph. I would begin with a hook. Now, a hook can be one of the following. It can be a famous quote. It can be a essential question or a driving question, a deep thinking type of question. Or the third type of hook typically is an impactful fact or statistic. Impactful fact or statistic, something that has... Um, maybe that might surprise the reader, something that's certainly not common knowledge that is, uh, is something that really draws the key point that you're trying to make. You're trying to grab the attention of the audience. So if you choose to include a hook that is an impactful fact or a statistic, then you're going to need to require you're going to need a citation along with a reference at the end. 
If you have an essential question, if you're using an essential question, presumably this is going to be your own idea, then you will not need a citation. A famous quote will not need a citation either, but I would either include the word anonymous, if, if it's anonymous, if it's an anonymous famous quote, or if it's coming from a famous person, then I would just include the name of the person, maybe a, a dash and then the name of the person after the quote, not really a citation, Okay, I would just include uh, the name of the famous person, and that should suffice. Okay, so a hook a could be a famous quote, an essential question, or an impactful fact or statistic. Include one of these uh, options, and I would limit the hook to a single sentence. After you've included the hook, I would then proceed with the background information. You can also think of the introduction paragraph after the hook, as being or explaining the context of the problem or any antecedents. Think about what the reader needs to know before presenting your thesis statement. Okay, the thesis statement is going to be the very last sentence of your introduction paragraph. So you're going to need information between after the hook but before the thesis statement. And this is where you need to present information that the reader needs to know to better understand the thesis statement. Don't include information that you're going to talk about later in the body paragraphs. Again, think of what the reader needs to know. Think of either background information, maybe some kind of historical context is required. If you're thinking about a problem, think of the context of the problem, especially if you're going to include some kind of a solution in the form of the thesis statement, and that will also include the body paragraphs. So if you're you know, essay turns out to be a, a problem-solution type of essay. Think of the problem being stated in the introduction paragraph and in the body paragraphs as your possible solution to that problem. Okay, the next point, I mentioned the thesis statement. The key point that I, I want to draw your attention to here is making sure that your your thesis statement reflects the type of essay that you're writing. So in this particular case, it's a persuasive essay. So your thesis statement should be persuasive. You're going to begin with the topic, then state your position, your claim, your point of view. Remember that a claim, or when you take a position, this is arguable. Think of it as a debate. When you have a debate, you have two points of view. Someone is for someone, you know, one team would be for something, a, a, a particular idea, and the, the other side is against it. And so your persuasive essay, your main claim in the form of a thesis statement should state that position. And your job throughout your essay is to support that one idea. This is not an argumentative essay, this is a persuasive essay, so your job is to simply state or support ideas for, for one side of, of the debate, of the position. So your thesis statement should begin with the topic, followed by the, your claim or your point of view, and then conclude your thesis statement by listing out three key points. Again, your three key points can be thought of as, as reasons if you want to explain why you are trying to persuade someone to do something, think of the question words. If why is not um, appropriate, you can think of other question words like how. 
You can think of key points as expressing where something happens, when it happens, and so on. But again, uh, Y is a very common option using the connector because. So again, a thesis statement, one sentence begins with the topic, the position, your claim, your point of view, and then you're going to conclude with a list of three key points or three key reasons. Again, the the number three is important here because the idea here is to develop a body paragraph that represents each of the three key points. Three body paragraphs, three key points. Okay, moving now on to the body paragraphs. We're going to use the acronym MEAL, the MEAL plan, M-E-A-L, to identify the types of sentences that will typically go into developing a good body paragraph. So let's begin with the first type of sentence, and this sentence will begin your body paragraphs and will express the main idea of the body paragraph. Okay, the main idea of the body paragraph is also called the topic sentence. I use these terms interchangeably. The topic sentence will begin the body paragraph. It should include the first main point, the specific point of your body paragraph. It's the main point of your body paragraph. So again, the topic sentences are claims. Just like a thesis statement is a claim, a topic sentence is also a claim, but it's more specific. And if you're referring to the show notes, I've included some uh, some links. And, um, of course, everything that I'm talking about here is in written form as well. So if it helps to refer to the show notes, I encourage you to do that. The, uh, the claim for the topic sentence, this is the main point that you're trying to make. And it is a claim we call these premises because the, we're going to have basically three premises in the form of a topic sentence for each of your body paragraphs that's going to link back to the thesis statement. After your main idea of your body paragraph, then, then think about evidence sentences. Okay, evidence sentences are going to provide examples, details, facts, statistics. They should come from an outside source since we're talking within the context of an academic essay. So because they come from outside sources, then we are going to need citations. We're going to need citations according to APA. So evidence sentences are specific claims that support the main claim or the topic sentence. So now we're actually introducing a third type of claim. This third type of claim, the very specific claim, is going to be in the form of an evidence sentence. The evidence sentence as a claim is going to be a premise for the main claim of the topic sentence. The three topic sentences are going to be premises of the overall claim the thesis statement. All right, so each are three types of claims, and they all should relate to each other in this fashion, right, so that your essay is coherent, right? Everything should align uh, with uh, each other. The evidence sentences should align with the topic sentences, and the topic sentences should align to the thesis statement. The third type of sentence that we need to consider when we're developing a, a body paragraph is the analysis sentence. So in your own words, an analysis sentence should connect the evidence to the main idea or the topic sentence. 
along with an analysis, these same sentences could be viewed as comparing and contrasting ideas. You could think of it as synthesizing information. An analysis could also point back to some point that you made in a prior paragraph. It's possible. It could also point back directly to the thesis statement. You can think of an analysis sentence as commenting on the evidence or explaining the evidence. Okay, these are all different ways to think about an analysis sentence. But the overall job of the or the function of these types of sentences is to connect the evidence to the main idea. Just because you're providing evidence doesn't mean that the reader is going to automatically understand how it's relevant to the main idea. So your job as the writer is to make that connection. Make that connection through comparing and contrasting, synthesizing, explaining, commenting, and make sure that when you an, an analyze a sentence, the act of the, uh, the analysis... It should come after presenting the evidence. Always think about presenting evidence before you analyze it. Regardless if within the same paragraph you include all the evidence together and then analyze it, or if you analyze a little bit, or I'm sorry, if you present some evidence and analyze and then present a little bit more evidence and then analyze that. Those are two typical uh, ways that you can go about presenting the evidence and the analysis. But the key point here is to make sure that, number one, the evidence comes before the analysis, and number two, you maintain a somewhat of a balance between evidence and analysis. We don't want to have too much evidence and not enough analysis, nor do we want too much of an analysis and not enough evidence. The final type of sentence, the linking sentence, this will appear at the end of your body paragraph. The function of the linking sentence is to link the main idea of the, the current paragraph to the main idea of the, the subsequent paragraph. All right. And you can also think of a linking sentence as a summarizing sentence. Okay. It may not be appropriate or even useful to include a linking sentence. Okay. I'm thinking about maybe the last or final body paragraph of your three paragraph essay. You might think, well, there's nothing to connect it to, which would be the case. So you could think about having a final sentence functioning as a summarizing sentence. Okay, so think of linking sentence as either linking ideas from paragraph to paragraph or a summarizing sentence. So remember that the position of each of these types of sentences is important. Main idea, evidence, analysis, and link. The main idea always begins the body paragraph, and the linking sentence will conclude a body paragraph. Evidence sentences should come before the analysis, and there should be a balance between evidence and analysis. And the evidence sentence may be one or more sentences, and it's also possible to include different pieces of information of evidence within the same sentence. So you have some flexibility in how you present the evidence. You, uh, you have some flexibility or options when it comes to whether you want to present all of the evidence together and then followed by the, an analysis, or if you want to divide it into smaller chunks of evidence with corresponding analysis.
Okay, so there's some flexibility in there, but remember that the evidence should precede the analysis and you should maintain a balance between the two. Now in the conclusion, we want to begin the conclusion by restating and rewording the thesis statement. We want to remind the reader again what the key idea of the essay is. Remember, this is a persuasive essay, so it should be persuasive. It should be a persuasive thesis statement. Basically, you're going to say the same thing that you stated at the end of your introduction paragraph, but in different words. You're going to reword it. After you have restated and reworded, you've reworded the thesis statement, then you need to state the significance or the relevance or the big picture of your thesis statement. Okay, this is where you're going to provide uh, the significance. Why is this important? Why is this even necessary to try to persuade your target audience to think differently or to take action? The final thing to include in the conclusion paragraph is to finish with a closing statement. Okay, so it can be in your own words. Sometimes writers choose to include a final quote. That's also a possibility. But we want to have some form of closing statement so that we just don't leave the reader hanging, so to speak, when you conclude the, the essay. All right, so the final thoughts about the essay. Each of the paragraphs, I would recommend including between five to eight sentences between five to eight sentences in each of the five paragraphs of your academic essay. Remember that the outline should be referred to throughout the writing process. So I encourage you to create some form of an outline at the beginning. As you're writing and developing the essay and making revisions and making changes, continue to go back to the outline throughout that process and update that outline all the way until you have completed the final draft. When you've completed the entire essay, go back one last time to make sure that your outline is up to date. Remember, if you're changing topic sentences or thesis statement during the writing process, then this will need to be updated in your outline as well. Other things to consider in an academic essay, avoid contractions. Also avoid slang, colloquialisms, jargon, buzzwords. Right? We want to... Try to stay away from uh, that type of writing in an academic, when developing an academic text. Finally, also try to maintain a balance between hedges and boosters. I've included a link here. I'm not going to go into detail here, but this relates to the style or the tone of your writing. Very important to uh, make sure we don't hedge too much. We also uh, want to be very careful with boosters and try to avoid those for the most part. All right, so take a look at that. Try to maintain a balance between those two. And lastly, make sure you double check any of the uh, requirements or the guidelines for the, for the essay itself or for the extraordinary exam in this case to make sure that you're also adhering to those requirements. If you have any additional comments, suggestions, or ideas regarding today's topic, feel free to reach out to me at my Twitter handle at B-N-L-E-E-Z. If you wish to be a part of the Discord community, you can access the link at my website at BenjaminLStewart.org. This has been In the Classroom, an educational podcast, making teaching and learning more transparent. Thanks for listening.